That markdown candy sure was good. It's Charity's Weekly. That's right. Ladies huh, and gentlemen. That explains what I've been going through. Exactly. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Boys and girls, all the ships at sea and what so forth and whatnot. Welcome to GeekRadioDaily.com. It's Charity's Weekly, episode number... 306? See, 109? You'd been, no, doing, you'd been doing so good. You'd been doing so good. You had it like... 359? What did you say? Not yet. <laughs> wow, that doesn't make sense. Anyway, they'll figure that out in the meantime. I'll tell you things like uh, who all's going to be here this fine evening. Look, it's the lady who will just simply tell tell it like it is that there's the Flintsters. Well, if you had any decency, you would have said that we've had a sudden death in the family, <laughs> and then kill yourself. It's just had to be done. Uh, the the woman who points out <laughs> what the other folks miss. It's it's Carol the cat. Why are you three just like religious fanatics? Pilgrims? Potato, potato. The man who never forgets those famous words from his father. Why must you ruin everything? And me, of course, I'm the guy that's always trying new things. I'm the wonderful Billy Flynn. <laughs> Delicious. And it was. What happened there, yo? Oh, Rich, we got a notice that you're two times as loud as everybody yep. else. Wow. Yep. How did you it. do that? It. <laughs> it's just like in real life. Oh, I think I know. Even know why? Let me guess. Does uh, let me know if that helps? Okay. Yeah. What did you? Do? Because from where we are, he sounds normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's probably because I'm doubled up. Okay. That would be your like crime villain name, the doubler. <laughs> <laughs> no, he'd, he'd be fancy. The double. Double your evil. Double my treasure. <laughs> We know no, that's usually better the only thing it takes to double your volume is to hand you a microphone. <laughs> mm, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. You're not wrong. Well, You're not wrong. Okay, then. What happened? Oh, oh who's going first? <laughs> okay. Wait, did you mean like, what you been doing geeky sweet? This well, week? I think I said that the first time, so. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We don't know what to say if, they, if they, you don't add us directly to the script, okay? It's very confusing. <laughs> Is it my turn? Do I go first? Yes, you always go first, Terry. You established that a long time ago. Okay. Center? Center? Post. (laughs) Right, yeah. We we do post. Okay. We finished Only Murders in the Building. We were part of the way through uh, season three last show, and so we knocked that out, and that was just plain great and just gold and i hope they do more i don't know if they will i mean how many people really could die in that apartment uh complex but that's yeah cool. why Flynn, season, you think that's murders? why season four is gonna have to blow all of our minds and have them go to a completely different city maybe they'll go on vacation and they'll be maybe they'll go on vacation or something and they'll be you know murder at the sandals or something well it's gonna have to be the same building we know that it, yeah. it, it's you going to have that bring that's the part building of the, on vacation they talked about that it wouldn't be a murder but they'd have to change the whole name of the podcast and right. only do something dumb in the building. like that who, who changes the name of their podcast gosh yeah oh, still a bit loud rich still a bit loud I literally have the chat on the screen. We don't. No, you have to whisper, Rich. No, you're gonna have to edit. Ar- you're gonna have to edit around this in the audio. No, because from <laughs> my side, you're fine. <laughs> the talking, talking about it, because that's it's all fine. And it, but... no, no. I also no. watched um, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, and that was actually pretty good. It was better than the movies version of it, I think. Um, the special effects were decent for a TV show. You know, you had some. Creatures that were not creatures and lightning and stuff. Lynn Manuel Miranda <laughs> made a surprising cameo that Hi. I wasn't expecting. So I always uh, enjoy that. And yeah, but it was certainly not like the worst thing ever. And it wasn't like too scary either. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's the underworld and it's quests and it's all of that, you know, Greek mythology stuff. So it's at least a little bit scary. But um, no, I enjoyed that. I thought it was pretty fun. Um Let's see what else I have on my list. We watched Wonka. We finally saw Wonka. And and it was so fun and charming. And I didn't want to think that this was going to be any good at all. And it was so good. It's a delight. I went into it it thinking it was going to be terrible. Yeah. And I I came out thinking, wow, that was great. He does a very good (laughs) job reminding you of Gene Wilder without trying to be Gene Wilder. Right, he's not doing a Gene Wilder impersonation. But have you also seen the meme with 
him side by side with Gonzo from a Muppet Christmas Carol. Yes. And they have the exact yep. same outfit. Yes. I've been trying to remember that for months. Because I've seen it jacket, when it first the came top out. Hat. Yeah. Right. He like totally stole his look. But um, oh, but yeah, it was just it was very heartwarming. And MJ liked it as well. It was just uh it was the movie that we needed. Great movie. Um, not great at all movie was Aquaman. We finally oh, saw God. Aquaman. The Lost the Kingdom. I don't know. The first one's good. I don't know. I don't know what Jason Momoa, what dirt he had on the executives or whoever had the money for this movie. Because they let him do whatever he wanted. And he, he did not Guinness. care. He's sponsored by Guinness. He likes motorcycles. He likes speaking in Hawaiian different languages. He let it, they let Jason Momoa write this whole damn movie. She's, it was she cool. says this and then the credits go and he's got a writing credit for the movie. Yeah, writing credit. I was I'm like, guessing, they let him have. I'm guessing he has a, a, sh- a shirtless picture of him next to a shirtless <laughs> picture of uh, Hartley. And he's like, you can only have one of these. Yeah, I just yeah, that whole movie was just miserable. There there well, was the stuff in it, were, but were terrible. Yeah, I just you know he just what he thinks is funny just really. Hey guys, it's me. He did that so many times it was just yeah. So weird. Between that and the things peeing on his face, it's like the baby peed in his mouth, ha ha ha, and then yeah. the baby peed in his mouth again, ha ha ha, and then Tobo peed in his mouth, and I'm at that point huh? I'm like, okay, huh? is this a thing? Is this right. a thing, Jason? Right. <laughs> Is that why he and what the fuck is split? Are we getting into Quentin Tarantino ter- territory uh, here? <laughs> nobody, nobody's yeah. somebody peed nobody's on the feet. feet were peed on, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a couple of hours of my life that I almost never had back, but it was, you know, we didn't pay anybody to see it, so there you go. Um, and then. Yeah, speaking of the one we would have more likely have seen playing Aquaman, Justin Hartley, we watched uh, Tracker. Tracker. His, so he has a new show that came on after the, right Super after Bowl. the Super Bowl is when they premiered it, right? And this is what fans of Justin Hartley, like Flynn and myself, have needed and wanted. Because we didn't want to slog through This Is Us all the campy, like, melodrama for a chance that he could potentially be in an episode. No. This is him, like, going around to all these different towns and, like, rescuing people with his tracking ability. And he was shirtless within, like, four minutes. Ten minutes. Of the start of the ten show. Ten minutes of the start of the show. And it was, like, it was, like... But it was a very natural... The, it wasn't gratuitous, shirtless. It made sense in the context of what was happening. Of course, right. of course. Right. Yeah, Jason Momoa peed on us. Right. <laughs> right. Okay, the character's name Wait for is, it. what is it? Colton? Coulter. Coulter Shaw. Coulter. Coulter Shaw. However, right. this show is based right. on a book, so you can't blame the, it's based on a book, so you've got to blame the author. Books. That was made in the 80s? I don't, I did not look up to see when that, when that happened. <laughs> I did not, but... I mean, he, he he makes his living for the reward money of like finding people, helping people, rescuing people. He calls himself and, a rewardist. A rewardist, and he's a total himbo. Absolutely, he is. Why wouldn't he be? Yeah, he's Justin Hartley. So Look, good God, it's fun. It is he's on camera a lot. Yep, his acting has gotten way better. Much since better. We saw first saw him back in the day. Hey, remember Mercy Reef? Very fun. He's grown since Mercy Reef. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we are, yeah, highly. This is not that. Smallville, you know. And yeah. uh, like, hello, the way the way his character talks to people, I I enjoy the way he's keeping people calm and try, you know, to work through the situation and explaining to them what the percentages are if we do this now versus doing this other thing later. I find that to be somewhat interesting. It's not the kind of normal thing. This is a very rather cliched type of scenario, but that's not what you normally see in this. Was right. that when he was shirtless? He was shirtless after yeah. rescuing the woman at the beginning. He was shirtless yeah. when he woke up, for, when the phone rang and it woke him up because he was sleeping. Because, of course, he was shirtless. He was sleeping. And he was shirtless, you know, when he uh, banged the cop from uh, from town when he was rescuing the uh, kid. Naturally. <laughs> and you got to be shirtless for banging the, the cop. You got to be. So, makes was sense. Was she? Um, yes. She was, she yes, was. you know what? Yes, because the, but not the, really. I mean, because it was like a network TV but, show. So, or, but it, it was that you know wonderful moment where 
you know, the blanket on him is down right about the navel, but the blanket on her is up to her, you know. It's that Lego-shaped And I don't know, I don't know where movies. you buy blankets like that, but. <laughs> they have them custom made for the movies. Yeah. Why do they keep gerrymandering those blankets? <laughs> the biggest compliment I can give this show is, even if he was not starring in it, I would give this a few more episodes to see if it's good. Because this first episode I was kind of, imp- I was rather impressed with. But I don't is know that, that someone else could do it. I don't know if someone else he would, have, pull- he would also have to be handsome. Whoever it is, it would have to be pretty, pretty handsome. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, it's Justin Hartley. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> um, okay. And the last thing I have on my list is, well, MJ was sick and Flynn took a sick day off with her and yep. she found this game so, show. So, wait, wait, wait. So we watch, we watch two different soccer matches. We then flip over to a basketball game. And at the end of it, at the bottom, they promo. Love she loves to watch sports. Yeah. They promo a show. Go for it. It's called The Floor. The Floor with Rob Lowe. With Rob Rob Lowe, Lowe. yes. And it's this trivia, like, competition game with the categories, and she loved that show. There were six episodes available to stream. Six episodes. And we watched all six episodes. That's kind of a time-honored, like, sick day tradition. You just stay home and you watch game shows Mm -hmm. and, you know. But it is... It's a fun game. I like the format of it. There's a little bit of filler here and there, but not too bad. You know, a little manufactured drama. Like, you know, the randomizer isn't random. Um, are you familiar with this? Have you heard of this at all? Carol, have you I heard actually, of this game? I have not heard of it. I this. watched an episode uh, yesterday or the day before, and I was just like, okay, there's no way that this is. Huh. So there's well, it's it started out with how they do. 81 oh, it's pe- a cool concept. 81 people on a floor. They all have like little squares. Like a 9 by 9 board. Yeah. Little squares. And the, each one of them have a category that they think they are the expert on. And the randomizer calls a person. And this person has to challenge someone that's next to their square. So you have to battle in someone else's category. You get 45 seconds. It's basically showing pictures and you got to answer. When I answer the question, my clock stops, yours starts. If you have to pass, you lose three seconds. So whoever gets knocked out is out of the show forever. You get their square, <laughs> and it keeps going. And you inherit their and you inherit their, 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 their categories. So, so if my expertise was movie quotes and yours was freaking I don't know birds, fruit. and I managed to beat you in fruit or birds, now my goddamn expert category is fruit or God. It's horrible. But I destroyed the movie quotes category. I destroyed sci-fi. I destroyed horror. I killed the the book category. Yeah, man. Anyway, so we we are really enjoying that. We play that with. We her watched the most recent just, episode uh, really all fun. together as a family. So there you go. All together as a family. Aww. And I was proud of us. We did an hour of no technology at all. As a family, we all put it, our stuff on the charger. We turned off the TV and we played. What did we play? The big dice game or dice we game or some the, kind of yeah. something or Math Twenty Four. Yeah, there's this like game that she likes to play, and we just played games for an entire hour with no devices, and it was pretty oh, great. And if you wanted to catch up on the floor, it's on. It's all the episodes are available on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And Rob Lowe is pretty good as a host. He's kind of charming, oh, yeah. you know. But he keeps saying OMG. Yeah, <laughs> he's such a California dude. He just is. Like, why are you? He's why are you saying there, you know, that? He's from Ohio, but like, yeah. Somebody Actually, said something about eighties. Rob Lowe. Does anybody know? Uh, he's in his fifties. He's got to yeah. be in his fifties. Fifty-nine. I was going to yeah. say he's close wow. to sixty. Two two days. What? In two no. In a month and two days. I don't know what wow. month it is. Time has no <laughs> meaning. It's a construct. Uh, yeah, March seventeenth, February. It's the fifteenth. That's why all the candy was on sale. Come on, dude. Yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Half price chocolate, uh, right? Mm. Okay, tasty. But he's pretty good for his age. He's he's definitely. Yeah, he does. You know, it's funny because I see him in the other roles too, but I'm I more often see him as um, what do you call it from Parks and Recreation, Chris, Chris Trader, yeah. and yeah. he was like the health nut guy. It's like so because he's he still kind of looked like that. He wears his hair like that and just sort of his. It wasn't that much of a caricature of who he actually is and now he actually talks so he is yeah. literally right. just as handsome right Still. he keeps saying that and it's like i think they made his character say that because he says it in real life so anyways <laughs> to um i'm sure i forgot something i don't know but that has been my geeky sweet cool. okay i'll go next <clears throat> excuse me if i lose my voice um oh, i haven't next. watched a lot of i haven't watched a lot of tv but i've watched a lot of movies so 
quick rundown. I'm trying That's to watch all of the movies. Mistress, huh? Yeah. I'm trying to watch all the movies that have been nominated for Oscars. So I watched El Conde, which was nominated for Best Cinematography. And you'd think okay. this would be right up my alley because it's a black and white film about a vampire. And it's beautiful to look at, but man, is it boring. Oh, wow. And mm. I hated the twist ending. I hated the twist ending. You were the vampire all along. <laughs> no, no somebody really, else was. <laughs> you could say it was really blah. Blah. Yeah, it was very blah. Was <laughs> it blah, blah, blah? Thank you for not saying it sucked. Thank you. <laughs> and you guessed the twist ending if you listened closely to the narration. So, um, And then I watched uh, American Fiction, which is nominated for a couple acting Oscars and Best Picture. Uh, stars Jeffrey Wright as a writer yeah. who writes literary fiction and finds that he can sell a whole lot more books if he urbanizes his work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And it's very funny. I, I truly okay. enjoy this one. It's really, really good. Hmm. Um, I like the fact that... Uh, is Tracy Ellis Ross in this as well? Yeah, she plays his sister. I like her a lot. And uh, he writes a book called My Pathology um, (laughs) that he renames the word we can't say on the show right now. (laughs) Right. Poopy monkeys? (laughs) Oh. And and he just keeps that name and it starts winning awards with that name. It's it's a very funny picture. I I, I highly enjoyed that one. Then I watch Zone of Interest, which is up for a couple of nominations. And it's an incredibly good film that I will never, ever, 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 ever watch again. Um, one of those this is about uh, World War II it's about uh, the commandant of Auschwitz it's basically following his family during everyday life in their garden yeah their house which is right up against the camp Um, and you do not see anything (laughs) yeah it's just truly fun Um, you don't see anything that happens in the camp but you hear it it would be a great double feature with the day the clown died cried yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> man you just between that one and yeah <laughs> that's which is supposed to be released next year i think right. because look don't tease me i've wanted to see this movie for so long for it's so long 20... mst3k it what yeah it's well, 25 or 26 where uh his his will runs out and it goes public domain yes so um but yeah zone of interest is very very good but damn, I left the theater just so depressed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was, I didn't get her pain. Yeah, it was just, it was kind of a miserable well, watch I mean, because you know, all you hear is suffering. I mean, you, you had the ultimate entertainment. You had Nazis. Yeah. Get you don't get to punch them. No, no. I mean, I suppose there's some consolation knowing that that dude was hung after the end of the war, but... No, um, watching the movie. Um, <laughs> phrasing? Hanged. Hanged. Sorry, hanged. Okay. Well, he did have five kids. Uh, anyway. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, then, then on brighter that. notes. Hey, hey Carol, I have three, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a couple of found footage horror films that I kind of sort of liked. The Tunnel, which is an Australian film, was very good. The Outwaters is ever so close to being good but is almost unwatchable (laughs) but it's low budget i kind of recommend it just for the weirdness but um yeah that one's more like cosmic horror the tunnel is straight uh creature in a tunnel so but both of those are okay uh, then I watched. Yeah. <laughs> I watched The Apartment with Jack Lemmon and Shirley MacLaine. I had never seen this. That's before. nominated for an Oscar. What? No, I no. We're off the Oscar. Oh, okay. Right now, <laughs> I watched the. It, it, did was, with it was nominated. Well, when it wait, came out. you'd never seen this before. I've never seen the. Apartment. Wow, what'd you think? I actually liked it. Right. I thought it was actually quite funny. I don't have know I why it? anyone you would want not. to kill themselves over Fred McMurray, but. <laughs> Quick, it was quick. really weird that the sequel, Apartment Pupil, it just went in a different direction. <laughs> oh, the apartment. Um, wow. But, uh, yeah, Fred McMurray was able to play really real bastards in movies. All I know him from is My Three Sons. Well, look, but, man, you watch Double Indemnity in this one, and he's just right? a jerk. He, yeah, he's, he's a really good villain in a bunch yeah. of classic films. Yeah, so... Uh, that one was really good. I liked it. I do recommend that quite a bit. I watched a very strange little film called Strawberry Mansion that I actually recommend. This is on Prime. Very low budget. It's about um, sometime in the future where the government monitors your dreams and then they tax you for everything you use in your dreams. 
So if you dream yourself playing a violin, they tax you for the violin. Um, and then on the slide, they're also selling ad space in your dreams. <laughs> and this auditor Shut up and goes, take my money. <laughs> this auditor goes to this old woman's mansion, Strawberry Mansion, um, because she hasn't paid her dream tax in a very, very long time. And um, he has to audit all of her dreams. And it's kind of sort of a romance, kind of sort of sci-fi. It's very low budget, but it does well with the money it has. And I actually what quite enjoyed it. Again? Strawberry Mansion. Forever. Um, it's on Prime. I liked it a lot. Uh, and then I watched on Max. I want. I don't do true crime all that much anymore. But when but I, I watched, do, they called him mostly harmless, which is a documentary about uh, these hikers that found a body in a tent on the Appalachian trail and the, <laughs> the long time it took to identify this man because he was only known as mostly harmless or denim on the trail. It was the Bogons, wasn't it? It was, it was, yeah, it was terrible poetry that killed him. Um, but they took, a, it, it was, it's mostly about how hard it was to figure out who he was, even in this, cause this was in, in 2020. Even now, it was difficult to find him. And then they were also interviewing the internet sleuths that were helping the police. Helping the police. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, they just listened to for, the podcast, didn't they? Yeah. For the podcast people, I'm using air quotes here. Um, helping the police. But uh, yeah, it, that was actually quite interesting. Uh, come to find out the reason why nobody was looking for this man who disappeared was because he was an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was quite interesting. And then I started a rewatch of Letter Kenny, just because. Nice. Better patter. And then uh, finished the last season. Yeah. Today I went on a Star Trek kick and watched the motion pictures Wrath of Khan, Search for Spock, and Voyage Home. Nice. So. <laughs> so yeah. The trilogy. What so quadrilogy? Quadrilogy. I Not like before the you got to the good picture. one. Yeah, but it's, it, it's it's its own <laughs> yeah. story. Like two, three, and four yeah. have overall. Kind, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, a, they're all one kind of. Yeah, actually, five five doesn't go. No, that. five doesn't yeah. do anything. <laughs> Even if it does take place in space, five doesn't do anything. Some okay, okay. Five has the fan dance. Hold on, no, it dance. does. But I have to call out. Someone in this group enjoyed five more than four. Yeah, that is correct. You didn't the like whale. the whales? No. Uh-uh. Nope. Nope. I'm like, after say, two crazy, dramatic, drama-filled movies, we got to go lighthearted with the yeah. crew in a time travel? Come on. Mm -mm. Now, Billy, I can't mute her for the rest of the uh, recording, <laughs> but I can at least get rid of her picture in the live stream. So if you want to go ahead. <laughs> well, I can mute her. <laughs> I will say, I will say, Star no, Trek no, no, no. Five is not my least favorite Star Trek film. Interesting. Dare we ask and be further shocked and appalled? No, because I'm actually going to do a recording this weekend ranking Ooh, all of the Star Trek films. We call that a teaser, and, kids. Yeah, um, and I think uh, I'll put this one up on the website for this month, but I think I may do it for just for Patreons from oh. that point on. So. Yeah. So now, if you don't if you if you don't pay your pay your cards right, uh, you'll never know. Ha -ha! Yeah, that's right. But uh, yeah, I will put this one up on the website for free this month, though. But, it's Galaxy yeah. Quest, isn't it? <laughs> I don't count that one, it, even though it is. It it totally is. It, it, it is, should but, be, but yeah. Um, but no, it is not. And they had better five. rock monsters than five. Yes. <laughs> it was a rock monster. And that's been my geeky sweet. And I did get my retcon schedule because on our next broadcast, I will be at retcon. Yay. So, mm. so what is your retcon schedule? Like, what do you, um, and where do people find you? Yeah, we're actually doing a live version of terrible movies with wonderful people. Yay. We did this last year. Uh, we did giant Gila monster last year. We're still determining which public domain film we're going to do, but it'll be fun. Um, and then I'm doing a panel on 80s horror and uh, this one time at con, which is a late night panel. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, it is. I'm on a couple more. I can't I, I, I can't remember the other two. They're early. They're like early Friday panels. So it's probably something like con etiquette or something. So but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing the live version of terrible movies with wonderful people. Nice. 
Shower. Tell everybody we said hey. You may actually see some of them. Depends on where I'm at. Yay. Go on live because we'll be at the hotel. Sweet. You are welcome to have everybody on. Yeah, do it. Make it happen. So what you been doing, Geeky? Well, actually, next week because we have... Yes, we got right. the we got guests. Not so. next week. Well, yeah, two, not weeks. Next week. Yeah. two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. yeah, we potentially yeah, everybody we potentially have guests on the show in two weeks. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah that's right. So my geeky yes. squeak has been um, uh, difficult. Uh, basically, for those of you who don't know, my uh, I've just been signed out of Google, so it may take me a moment to get back to my notes. Um, no, I'm pretty sure you remember this, though. I'm pretty yeah. sure you remember this. Yes. I have been uh, having the joy of uh, sleeping in a hotel for the past few days and will be for the rest of the weekend because the uh, sewer lines in the house decided to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just moved in. Yeah, yeah. Basically, uh, one, of, one of the commodes had an issue. I fixed it with my manliness. And... Then the problem moved elsewhere um, and to where nothing worked anymore. And so, yeah, they've there right now there is a uh, no, it's not poop boats. Um, so right now there is uh, a big hole in the yard where the first people came out to check it. And they're quoting like 20 grand to, to run new lines and everything like that. And so waiting on some other folks and stuff like that. But the deciding factor as to who which company we're going to go for is the one that lets me throw in a plastic skeleton to eventually be found by the next person. <laughs> <laughs> that would be um, awesome. Oh, dude, I'm sorry to hear that. I, it's all right. You know what? Uh, we're, we're in a spot where fortunately we can handle it. Uh, if it, if it, I, th- the way that I view certain things that happen sometimes is that, uh, you know, whatever the, the cosmic spin a wheel that goes around that somebody's got to have this problem. And you know what? It landed on somebody who could handle it both mentally, emotionally, and for the most part, financially. Hmm. And I'm glad it happened to me than somebody else. I'm in a position where oh. it can, can survive yeah. and it's not going to be as big of a hit as it would for other people. That's yeah. the best oh. way to look at it because otherwise, otherwise it gets really difficult, you know? Um, right? Adulting is hard. We, ha- we just had to replace our whole HVAC. Um, yeah. But they thankfully we had the home warranty, so we only had to pay like a portion of it because of some specialized duct work. But still, it was like, hey, that thing would have been like, 15, what, like fifteen thousand dollars? Ten, uh, fifteen, yeah. something. Yeah, that stuff ain't cheap. Um, Which so means we would have froze to, to death because who can afford that? Ha-ha. Yeah. <laughs> um, was able to finish what was available for the uh, Dragon Prince Mystery of Avaros or Erevos, excuse me, on Netflix, which is that uh, series that was made by the original Avatar crew. And again, it is it is so funny. I talked about it last show. So it's James really Cameron funny. made this? It's really good. No, 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 no. The Avatar was <laughs> Airbend. Oh, I see, I see. No, I see. otherwise I would have said Ferngully. Um, <laughs> but it is Even really, really good. piss you off, you know this, right? Oh, I know. Um, but one of the cool things that I got to do uh, end of last week, I got to see Animaniacs in concert. Whoa. Oh. They came to uh, where I live, and it had Rob your Paulson. Who, they came course, to your house? Yes, they <laughs> came to my house. It was a private party. <laughs> uh, well, let me just say, Rob you Paulson, didn't, amazing didn't want to say kisser. what town you live in. I just... <laughs> Good night, everybody. Um, but uh, so Rob Paulson, who played uh, Pinky and Yakko, uh, Maurice LaMarche, he was on stage for like five minutes out of the hour and a half show. He's busy. Uh, he was brain and of course the voice of orson wells in ed wood and uh randy rogel or rogel um he was the composer and the reason why we had all the great songs to sing and so they talked a little bit about behind the scenes stuff they sang a lot of the songs some alternate versions of the songs it was a very vaudeville show and it was fantastic if you haven't seen um uh rob paulson do it Live, he can still remember all of the nations of the world. Nice. Wow. And then he can also do the updated version. Right, because there's no Yugoslavia anymore. Mm-hmm. Or Czechoslovakia. And it's amazing. Isn't no mistake. He's, boom, he's out wow. there and he's in his 60s, I think. That's a consummate professional right there. 
Yes. And it was great because you get to hear uh, Randy doing the uh, the voices that he can do. Uh, he wasn't the originator of the voices, but you heard him sing a little bit as Dot. Um, nice. Not quite as good as Tress McNeil, but you, you knew it was Dot and also a little bit of uh, Wacko in there and stuff. So it was just, it was really good. They are good. brother and sisters, you know. Well, exactly. <laughs> but it, it was, was simply uh, wonderful. But of course, you know, voiced by Jess Harnell in the cartoon. But it was really, just really awesome and finding out this, some of the other stuff that they've done and worked on and collaborated. And so it was, it was just an amazingly fun, good show. Oh, and I also watched Blue Beetle. Okay. Which, oh. When I was done watching it, yes. I didn't want to put anything else on because I wanted to keep that feeling of joy okay. from what I had See, seen because it was so much fun. Fun God, good hearted. No, I I've offered it a few okay. times. It has been shot down every time. Oh, because I thought I did want to watch it. All right. I, I too was skeptical. Nothing I wasn't I sure, but uh, let me tell you, it was, it was, it was. It's it, got it was um, fun. what do you call it, Manuel? Um, from Manuel Noriega? No, no. he's not in this. Yeah, from from, from uh, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, yes, uh, Cholo Sumrather. Yeah, I don't um, know yeah. his name, but he's so good. He's so good. He is unbelievable in this show. There, There is a moment in there that just absolutely breaks your heart, and he is so good, and you're cheering for him the whole time. It was just, it was one of the best um, superhero movies I've seen in a while, where it's that total package of you feel you feel uh, hopeful, you feel worried about who's going to make it, so who doesn't, and all of this stuff, and you, you you just get sucked. It's just really, really good. And it did, it was originally made for streaming, and then they just threw it in theaters. It wasn't promoted well. It didn't get the love that it should have. But no. it, it is it is really damn good. Um, and so of I, course, it doesn't mean anything because DC has rewritten everything. Aha! But he is going to be rolled into the new DCU. Yeah, I think they I think he that. took. They, they were supposed to do that to Jason Momoa, but I don't think they're going to anymore. Because yeah, that Aquaman Lost Kingdom is so bad. <laughs> uh, you know, depends they, on how the contracts and everything were, and it might just be that they realize too. they need to remove him as a writer. You know, get some other folks. Yeah, because uh, that's that, not how you end your movie, Aquaman Lost Kingdom. That's not how you end your film. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that has been my Geeky Sweet. Cool. All right. So I've read a few more issues of the JLA versus Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> and uh, apparently we have the Toy Man somehow has opened up rifts to worlds that have brought not just Godzilla, but of course other monsters to the DC Universe that are all throughout, you know, d- destroying and causing all kinds of crazy havoc. And, and, if, and if your miniseries is called JLA versus Godzilla versus Kong, I should, have to wait, I should not have to wait until issue three. To get Kong! <laughs> okay? Did you not see the Peter Jackson King Kong? <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you waited forever. Love, hey, look, y- y- y'all can hush. I love that movie. That movie's oh, fantastic. Oh, no, so do I. Right. But it's um, Peter Jackson. And, 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 and I hate to break this to you, everybody, but uh, Godzilla killed Superman. <laughs> and I'm sure that lasts forever. Forever. It, oh, yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm sure. There's yeah. no way that will ever be undone at all. Because when, when would... As long as Bucky, I'm sure. When would they ever... You know, undo killing Superman. Who would do that? This is not sense. It doesn't make sense. How did he? How did he kill him? Oh, the atomic breath thing. The atomic breath, like full blast, like dead on, pretty much. You know, point blank kind of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, right in his balls. Yeah, it, it, was, was, it was. It was amazing. <laughs> I can't believe they went there. If only he had some kind of shield over him, you know, like baby pee or something. I. <laughs> Where's Aquaman? <laughs> I've also watched the miniseries Archie, the man who became Cary Grant. I'm a huge Cary Grant fan. Everybody, if you love movies, you kind of have to be a Cary Grant fan in my mind. You just, you just have to. If, if you could possibly watch Arsenic and Old Lace and not just have the time of your freaking life, I mean, pretty much any time that movie's on, I, I will tape it and watch it again. I, I will. You know, turn to classic movies. It's a couple times a year. Click. Because I'm going to watch Arsenic and Old Lace yet again. But here's the thing. I really wasn't paying attention to like the opening, the, you know, the credits and stuff, because you know, focusing what's going on. So it took me three episodes to realize who was playing, who was playing Cary Grant. Jason Isaacs plays Cary Grant. Oh, wow. 
And <laughs> and in a moment that to you know, go back to a further of a previous episode of ours, um, it's not till the third episode where Cary Grant has his glasses off. Then I could see Jason Isaacs, but when the glasses are on, I can't see Jason Isaacs at all. Not in the slightest. So you have a little bit more sympathy for sympathy uh, for Lois Lane. Absolutely, Lois Lane, huh? I, I, I do because when I saw that in three, I was like, "What?" And I stopped and I went back and I looked at the poster and I'm like, "That's that's not what." And I'm like, "What?" But then, oh, okay, now here's extended scenes with glasses off. Oh, okay, I can kind of see him now. Okay, there, yeah, there's the makeup. That that's cool. But in fact, Charles Nelson Riley also looks like Chris Isaac without the uh, <laughs> Jason Isaac. He looks like Chris Isaac, which is really weird. Oh, what a wicked shame. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I was trying to think of a, a wicked game fun, but I couldn't come up he with it. He also did a really good cover of I'm So Lonesome I Could Die that's on the Wild at Heart soundtrack. So there you go. Random. Charles random Nelson Riley. Yeah, Charles Nelson Riley killed that man. <laughs> He just knocked it out. Now, uh, now, now, you brought up a fantastic point about how I was watching this. Like, I knew nothing about Cary Grant's childhood. And that man had a horrifically horrible childhood. And I did not know that. And But in that day and age, we didn't know stuff about the famous right. people. Right. Yeah. You didn't tweet about it? And oddly no, enough. We only knew what they wanted us to know, right? That they had control over the information. Yeah, man. And now, you basically knew what the studios wanted you to know. And right, so, of course, you know, right. you know, Cary Grant's real name is Archie Leach, which, of course, back then could never have been a Hollywood name. It just was not ever going to work. And there was a character named Cary from something that he really, really liked, and they had to come up with a last name. So I don't know if this is true, but I hope it is. But the uh, the secretary at the, uh, at the big Hollywood office has him pick up a phone book and just flip through, and he just randomly points and goes, Grant, Cary Grant. <laughs> So, wow! I I hope that is true. I really I really do, and uh, I also I also didn't know that he had a therapist and would would trip balls. I didn't know that. Yeah, he used to do LSD with a lot. With you know, therapist. and I'm like, how did I not know that? But apparently, got Diane Cannon to do it one time, and that's a fantastic scene. Whereas she, I'm just I'm walking back here. If Carrie, if you need me, I'm back here. She's just, and then all of a sudden, she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want this to stop. And then apparently, the therapist gives her a sedative, and she sleeps for like 14 hours or something. So, uh, so yeah, no, if you're a fan at all, by all means. Uh, Quantum Leap, I, this new look, this new Quantum Leap. I love this new Quantum Leap. And yes, if if anybody out there is a small, pathetic man-child, yes, yes, the new Quantum Leap is woke, and deal with it. Smart people are woke. Just effing deal with it. I'm sorry. Yeah. But Wasn't there, the original... You know, if you the go, original is pretty woke. If, yeah, if you go back and look at, yeah, it really is. Yeah, all these. It, that's why I love you. You came up with a word to call it, but people pointing out that hey, you know, there's differences in the world, and we should kind of be cool with that. And you know, yeah, no, that that's that's not be a new, woke or asleep. Right, it's not a new concept. It's not a new concept at all. There was there was is a brilliant he only woke when he leaps into a woman's body. <laughs> he was in a woman's body uh, two episodes ago, and had a fantastic moment where the sister. Everybody did. Well, no, the, the sister, the, the shirt rips, and there's three sisters. They're hunting treasure, which is fantastic. And uh, the one one sister's got bandages, but the sister doesn't have bandages because she's been injured. She has bandages because she's been binding. <laughs> because yeah. she's not exactly a woman, and, you know, she's not really exactly a man. And, you know, Ben explains this to her in such a fantastic way. Well, you know, my friend, and talking about... Talking about Ian, who's back at the thing watching this, weeping, weeping his eyes out. It's fantastic about how well you know they they like to, you know it's because binary it's you know it's this or that, but it doesn't have to be. We can have we can have a non-binary. In fact, so we don't do him or her. They, they they prefer they or them, and it's just this wonderful stupid moment of look how easy it is to just have common decency and respect for people. How difficult! It's so fun. We can't so all fun. be as masculine as a Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Ah, but if we could be as masculine as Justin Hartley. Anyway, <laughs> I've also played the demo for the new Mario Donkey Kong. If you had the 3DS, there was a wonderful little Mario Donkey Kong puzzle game, and this is just a, a new version of that. So if you know what that was, this is more of that, and it's fantastic. And, you know, you've got you know classic sworn enemies battling each other again, and who doesn't enjoy that? That's always good. Also, and if you don't, Dr. Mario has some pills for you. I'm going to describe this as best as I can, but sorry, podcast people. There's going to be some visuals here. Um, I got in. It's finally happened, and they finally made it, and it's been shipped. 
the 15th anniversary collection of Sam, my Trick or Treat Kickstarter hardcover oh, cool. book has come in. And it is fantastic. Oh, sweet. It is. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I mention that it also comes with a slipcover? Did I mention they sent me a little thing and a uh-huh. and a, a and a sticker. little lollipopish thing lollipop sticker and this wonderful poster came along with it too. Oh, mm. very nice. So yeah, so I'm a big I'm a big Kickstarter guy. Now that one didn't take as long as Claptrap, but it still took a while to happen. But it's finally happened as well. And I don't think currently I have any outstanding Kickstarters, so I'm gonna have to go look for some more. That's just how that works. We're not. And hopefully this <laughs> and hopefully the slipcover can cover his stupid face. He never should have taken his mask off. <laughs> that, sir, is no. an absolute fair point. I this will is the way. Fair. The wonderful Billy Flynn looks at what Chad and Abby are up to now. If you know what TV show they're on this week, you could win yourself a prize. It's your further adventures of Chad and Abby update. Mr. A bust Chad for listening to the game in class, and Stefan is taking his new girl to the game this weekend, and Chad's like, well, fine, I'm just going to be moving out. Fine, whatever. Then Chad's parents are like, look, we're not buying you a water gun, so he borrows some money from Mr. Abe, and then Chad stays up late watching yet another game, because that's all the hell these kids do, and he bombs the big test and has to beg Mr. Abe for a retake. Chad's got to work with Abby on a project, but gets his feeling hurt when he hears people making fun of him. Aw. Stefan is going to go see his favorite band, but is horrified to learn his mom is going to the same concert. Chad feels like he's swimming upstream. Stefan gets involved in that whole Trojan War thing, and Abby feels like she's in a boiling pot. Oh, the tribulations when youngster happens on Sphere. Juvenile runs globe and lad lights on Earth. Hashtag Chabby forever. I gotta get better with the timing. I used to be really, really good with that. You know? (laughs) The mail's in. Why, yes, there is some mail. Hi, geeks. I include some criticism, so you may want to read this one well before your next episode to decide what you want to read aloud in your show. So if I selectively edit on the fly, deal with it. I'm really glad your Disney experience wasn't the people pooping in line, of which I've heard. Does anyone ever heard of this? Pooping in line? Okay, I've not. I've heard. Sounds like you got there super on the day. Very wise move. I can remember, you know, back my family did that in the 70s. We got our hand stamps, drove maybe 20 minutes to where we were staying, had lunch, had a long nap, returned to Disney World, some sunset, no heat, no crowds, lights, fireworks, short lines. I'm glad Disney's figured out how to make even some of the waiting in line fun. A little bit. There's one thing uh, about the way the podcast, even yours, do too much and too little for me. I know I'm special, but when a movie's title is only three syllables saying the, that movie, you could say that less and the actual name of the movie more, and I would know what you were talking about. Okay, I'll have to remember that. We said Blue Beetle quite a few times, though, so go watch Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle apparently is a movie that should be watched by people who like Blue Beetle. And that was Rye Lane. Was that the name of the movie you were discussing? The one with love, actually? I know I'm extra special. I need pointers. Even a split-second pause before the media property title and after. Blah, blah, blah. So, basically imagine that you're selling the thing you're talking about because you're, I'm boring. I've not been Disney in years. You're not boring. You, you want to know this stuff. I'm listening again to Carol talk about the four movies I saw this week. Migration was cool, but not as much as Godzilla minus one. No, it wasn't. Killers of the Flower Moon. This is a service I've not heard of and would have missed hearing of it. Tea-tacking you? Landscape with a Visible Hand sounds fascinating. Okay, on Prime, Ryan Lane's number four. So T-Teching You was me not understanding what Carol really said. Notice I said Carol's name and not she. Huh? Huh? Because you might have got it mixed up with Rich. While I've been writing to you, Twitch TV's been running a Marx Brothers movie, which I would watch, but my friend Mark Geary is going to be running an online tabletop role-playing game, and I'm not going to be late. That's a good point. But also, I prefer to listen to you, so pat yourselves on the back. So everyone, back pass. Everyone? Everyone? Thank you. Everyone, thank, thank you. you. There good it job. is. Good job, all. I didn't have a chance to finish uh, when your episode finished, so I don't remember everything else. I remember you talked about the very recently uh, late Peter Shickley. I miss him already because, yes, he attended a concert of ECU back in the 90s of music by PDQ Bach. Wonderful. What is that? Dika Newland rolled a vacuum cleaner hose over her head. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. It was called The Lasso di Amore. It was mic'd well enough so we could hear it. I still have a poster printed on green paper of that concert. I'll see if I can take a picture for you. I don't know what happened to it. It used to be on my door somewhere. Hope it's safe somewhere. And with that, I'm done. Thanks for always being good good company. Stay safe. That is from Bill. Well, Bill, you're more than welcome. And 
You're right. I don't think about it. We say a movie and then say that movie. You're right. We don't say the name of the movie repeatedly, and I will try to make an effort to remember to do that. So we'll see how that works. Hey, GRD. I thought I knew what it was, but Clap Grimmelkins confirmed it. Chad and Abby are on Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats. Have they been in other cartoons? You know, I had to look up some of those plot threads that you mentioned, and yeah, you forget a ton of stuff from your childhood, man. Oh, waiting till they're going to be on Mask. That is from Trevor. <laughs> well, yes, last time, Chad and Abby were indeed on Thundercats. And no, every now Whoa. and again, every now and again, we do put them in a cartoon. Once they were even in Thundar the Barbarian, which we... <laughs> Which which really threw a lot of people for a loop because it was one of the first cartoons we did and everyone's trying to find a TV show with all this nonsensical crap that I'm saying and it didn't make a lot of sense to people, so what are you going to do? So if you'd like to, please, by all means, drop us a note. It's podcast at geekradiodaily.com. You can send a voicemail, a text message. Please include your name. Just use the magic numbers of... 510 G R D crew Yes. What's up? That doesn't sound the way I think you wanted it to. That's kind of weird. Hello, Christopher. What insanity are you up to today? Oh, hey, Lydia. I'm downloading some movies. What? People are always telling me that's illegal. Uh-uh, not these. They're all public domain. Oh, look, Rescue from Gilligan's Island. Well, let me see what you're doing. Oh, you're at archive.org. Well, they have thousands of films, TV shows, commercials, radio shows, and books available. Yeah, but there are so many. I wish there was a podcast or something that would discuss these things. You know, give us an idea of what's worth the time. Um, Christopher, there is. We do one. Oh, that's right. We host Orphan Entertainment. Once a month, we pick something and review and discuss it. That sure is nice of us. <laughs> sure. Why don't you click over to Orphan Entertainment and remind yourself a little more about the show. Oh, will do. Let's see, that's at orphanentertainment.com. And yeah, it looks like we're available on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Oh, hey, can we review the Gilligan's Island movie someday? Mm-hmm. We'll see, Christopher. We'll see. Hello. This is Master Shake, the ruler of your face. Whenever I don't listen to podcasts, I'm sure it would be Geek Radio Daily. I put the geek in geek. And that's not an easy thing to do. Not in the slightest, so. That's good stuff, don't you think? I'm not wearing any pants. Film at 11. Geek, geek News! Taking a look at the world from a geeky point of view. So you guys may not be huge sports ball fans like myself, so you may not have watched the big game. It was a nail-biter where the San Francisco aging prospectors were beat by the Kansas City indigenous leadership, 22 to 25. Remember, folks, it's about the fundamentals. So if you didn't watch, you may have missed the awesome trailers that were scattered throughout the times when the teams walked around on the grass. First of all, we had A Quiet Place Day One. It's a prequel to a sequel to the Bird Box knockoff that was superior. <laughs> Despicable Me 4, a quality ad for the Tic Tacs come to life, not seen since the 80s Saturday morning cartoon boom. The Fall Guy, still no word on if Lee Majors will sing the theme song. Kung Fu Panda 4, Hell must find and train his successor before he gets a faux motion. Hey. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. If you want to find out about the behind the scenes, make sure you Google Hanging with Dr. Z on YouTube. You're welcome. Wicked. Cool. But what the hell happened to Ariana Grande's face? She's white again. <laughs> if. It's happy, but weirder. Monkey Man. Guys, it's totally not John Wick starring Dave Patel. Uh. Inside Out 2. New feels. As if we need more. Mm. Deadpool and Wolverine. The only one we really care about. <laughs> and of course, Twister. Z. That's right, Chad Radwell gets spun round, baby. Round, <laughs> like a record, baby. Round, 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 and that's something I could listen to all night. <laughs> he's handsome enough. He could have been in Tracker. That guy from the Twisters movie. No, oh, he's he's a movie star now. I mean, yeah, yeah. Guy, this come on now. He was in Scream Queens. He was in Scream Queens. I played Chad Radwell. Well, played you the clip. Uh, of what, that. what is his name? Powell Glenn Powell. But he'll always it's be Chad something. Redwell to me. Yeah, he's Ch- <laughs> Chad Redwell. He will never not be Chad Redwell. Never, ever, ever not be Chad Redwell. <laughs> Holy well, hell. Well, speaking of movie announcements, 
the Fantastic Four cast announcement is here, mm-hmm. and it's truly mm-hmm. fantastic. Hey, Pedro Pascal, truly, truly fantastic. Yeah. Pedro Pascal <laughs> Vanessa Kirby, Ivan Moss-Bakrak, and Joseph Quinn, and even Herbie are here ready to make their Marvel debut. Well, yeah. technically speaking, it's not a debut for Ivan Moss-Bakrak, because he was micro in Punisher. 1961's Fantastic Four may have kicked off the Marvel Universe, but the Fantastic Four really aren't superheroes. They're explorers, they're scientists, and yes, they do fight supervillains such as Doctor Doom, but at their heart, the Fantastic Four is a family. So when Marvel officially announced the cast for the next year's Fantastic Four movie with a Twitter post, the good news isn't the cast. Pedro Pascal has long been rumored to play Mr. Fantastic Reed Richards, as has Vanessa Kirby as Sue Storm Richards, a.k.a. Invisible Girl. Joseph Quinn as the Human Torch Johnny Storm, and even Moss Backrack as Ben Grimm, Aunt Petunia's favorite nephew, The Thing. No, the big news here is that Marvel made the announcement in the form of a Valentine's Day card. Happy Valentine's Day, declares the banner above the team. Below the banner, we see Reed playfully dancing with Sue, Ben lounging on an easy chair, and Johnny smiling... <laughs> smiling at his adoptive big brother. Even Herbie, the team's trust... The, Hush. The team's trust robot companion is accounted for in the announcement. The Fantastic Four look happy, they look fun, and they look like a family. There's a huge change from the most recent version. That's a huge change from the most recent version of the team in the ill-fated 2015 Fantastic Four or Fan Four Stick. That film took wow. that film took a body horror approach to the characters and made the team a bunch of dour backbiters doing the government black ops. Conversely, the two films directed by Tim Story did take the the time for Reed and Sue's marriage and pranks between Johnny and Ben, but suffered from a sitcom feel that botched the fantastic part of the Fantastic Four. Thus far, only the unreleased Roger Corman-produced Fantastic Four movie from 1994 has nailed the family and adventure aspects of the team. Let that sink in, people. They have done wrong by the Fantastic Four for so long. The picture also hints at another major departure from past Fantastic Four movies, something that even the 94 film didn't attempt. From the jaunty Marvel Studios logo, the Space Age Fantastic Four logo, the Madison Avenue sketch quality of the drawing, and everything about the image suggests that Fantastic Four will take place in the 1960s. In fact, the magazine Ben is reading seems to be the December 13th, 1963 issue of Life magazine. So we think Marvel is trying to tell us something. So, yeah, I'm really excited about this. I mean, they had me with Pedro Pascal, but um, they got Cousin Richie from The Bear. And if you haven't watched The Bear, I highly, highly recommend it. And they got Eddie Munson from Stranger Things. Exactly. Joseph Quinn, Eddie Munson. Come on now. If he doesn't have a guitar solo, that'll be a disappointment. I'm really excited for this now. And, of course, fans are complaining. Of course, that's what fans do. I mean, granted... I did kind of want John Krasinski in a Fantastic yeah. Four They're suit again. They're going to have him in an alternate timeline. That's you know fine. he's going to show fine. up. In but no, no, you, you absolutely nailed that one thing. For years, I have told people the best Fantastic Four movie is that Roger Corman one. It's the yeah, closest. It looks like shit. It, it, but it's the closest but it's, to the Fantastic Four that yeah. any of those movies ever got. You know what? I would rather have Randall Park. As Reed Richards. John Krasinski. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Good on you for not seeing Race Dwight. Good on you, yeah. <laughs> okay. Is it my go? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I thought. This is this is kind of crazy news. Like, not good news. Um, Spotify is modifying its terms of service for audiobook right holders. Um, and the changes could put authors in legal peril with narrators. This is this is yeah, kind of interesting. Basically, there's been a very recent significant change to Spotify's terms for audiobook publishers and rights holders that allow Spotify, listen to this, to reproduce, make available, perform and display, translate, modify, and create derivative works from audiobooks. Basically saying like you retain ownership of your user content, but in order for us to, you know, provide the service to you that we do, we need a limited license for you to be able to do all this user content. You grant us a non-exclusive, transferable, sub-licensable, royalty-free, fully paid, irrevocable, worldwide license to reproduce all your stuff. Do whatever we want with it. Let AI write sequels to your work 
there's no limit to this in what it says. I mean, like, it literally says you could do just about anything with their work. This is the all your what? base are belong to us clause. <laughs> it is, and it's terrifying, though, because, like, I mean, in the days of AI, right, where you can feed a bunch of data in and it can actually, you know, make a movie out of your book and pay you nothing for it. It's just another way. It, it's just, it's like we could have, we could have just thought of ways for AI to make all of our lives better. Right. But instead it just feels like let's use it to just rip each other off. And that just kind of sucks. So I hope in that fairness, Spotify porn is the thing that identifies the technology. So, I mean, <laughs> if it's effing people, anyway, so kind of, kind of, kind of crappy Spotify. Get yourself together and make a change to this because it out. that's not great news. Out. The writing's on I the guess wall. If, <laughs> uh, I guess if all the authors just pull their audiobooks off of Spotify, then that would do it too. So, Gosh, if anyway. there was some patio book kind of place you could put those kind of things. Gosh. That's still around. <laughs> yeah. So the streaming wars are this ever-evolving thing and, um, you know, because streaming is the future. For better, for worse, the media business continues to Believe remake itself. Well, I mean, the, every, everything is trying to make itself Netflix now because, you know, that's the only streaming thing making any money is Netflix. So traditional TV is, you know, becoming less and less and less, less uh, part of our lives at all anymore. And now Disney, Fox, and Warner Brothers have announced that they're joining forces to launch a brand new sports streaming app that is expected to launch later this year. And when it happens, it'll be one more nail in the coffin of TV as we used to know it, because new media is going in for the kill. But come on, really? I don't believe them. I mean, Amazon just put ads on Prime. That's TV. So yeah. while, while the service doesn't have a name yet, the three companies who are competitors in the streaming era recognize that with their powers combined, thank you, uh, they could potentially become the new destination for sports fans in the U.S. It'll combine the sports-centric broadcast and cable networks owned by these companies, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, SCCN, ACCN, ESPN News, ABC, TNT, TBS, True TV, FS1, FS2, and BTN. Subscribers will have access to all of that and so much, much more. But what about the Ocho? Disney will still be allowed to pursue a standalone ESPN streaming service, which is currently expected to arrive in 2025. In short, sports will sooner no longer at all be dependent on cable and over-the-air TV. And what happens when that time comes? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a bad day for anyone with stock in a company that relies on traditional TV, but we might get rid of the FCC. They've made streaming the future, and they can't go back to TV as we know it. Streaming... Like I said before, it's not popular for anybody for Netflix. And that means that these companies are going to have to find ways to increase streaming revenue before it's too late. So sports mm. fans are probably, no word yet, but probably going to be asked to shell out something like 40 or $50 for this streaming service, which apparently is going to be enough for people to bail on cable because, yeah, I don't know what cable sports costs you, but really? Okay, that sounds like a lot to me. So... It's not going to air all in sports in one place. NBC, U, and CBS are sitting the whole thing out there. That's just, but still, it's an awful lot of games to be covered just by this one new streamer. Or you could realize that physical media is the only thing you need, and just watch your Firefly DVDs yeah. all over again. Shiny GRD <laughs> license under the Creative Commons Attribution Non Commercial Non Derivative Works. Nice Days Three Point License. You can check us out on Facebook and on Twitter. Stop by the website at GeekRadioDaily.com. Of course, the voicemail, the text messaging, you can do that by sending the numbers to 510-GRD-CRIM. So quick note, tomorrow night we're not doing Jackbox because I've got my once a month winery thing, but this Saturday we're playing poker, so come play poker with us. Mark, Lose to me. Mark will be spinning some tunes. It'll be a good time. You'll be glad. You'll be glad that you were there. And yes, if all goes well and according to plan, we'll have guests next time. We'll talk about it as we get closer because, you know, sometimes things change. Sometimes they do. It's weird. Thanks for stopping by, folks. Good night, everybody. God, these guys are such geek dumbasses. I know. <laughs> that was lame. All right. Take care now. Bye-bye, then. Oh, Eureka, look. Mr. Glee's retriever signal is coming in as planned. <gasps> Oh, yes, my sweets with Mr. Glee in the trunk. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
We'll give pursuit. We'll find the Batcave. Quick, to the Chokemobile. Righter! It's strange. I don't see any road. Well, I can't help that, Joker. The signal says right turn. Oh, how humorous. <laughs> Hold tight for the bumps of daisy. the entrance to the bat cave get the gas grenades roger oh we'll gas them out of the cave and get them when they come out death to the blundering bats tally ho